Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring Johnny Evans, the Apple-holic from Computer World magazine. We'll also hear from John Martellero of the Mac Observer, and we'll talk about Bengate. Not Ben Gay, the thing you put on your shoulders. We'll explain what that means in a moment. All this and more on the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> okay, Johnny Evans, welcome back. I always ask you this, and maybe you've answered it 26 times already. We look <laughs> at your avatar in Skype, and you're upside down. Yeah. Now, does that mean that you wanted to see what upside down cake tastes like when you're upside down? Well, you see, technically, I'm not upside down. I'm standing up and looking down, and the photographer is below me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to touch that comment. Okay, I'll give you another one here, okay? A band called The American Breed came out with a record. They got a hit record, probably just the only hit record they ever had. And the lyrics included in part the following, which we're starting to think about in connection with Apple's iPhone 6 Plus. Bend me, shape me, any you way want you me. want me. <laughs> Actually, the rest of the lyrics are, long as you love me, it's all right. But we don't know if people love their iPhone 6 Plus once it gets bent. What is going on here? Well, the um, the phone is bending. <laughs> it's, uh, I was um, thinking of Ben Gay the and first the time. Ben Gay used to be this thing that you rub on your shoulder to get rid of pain. You see, the thing is, is it bending? How many are bending? How frequently are they bending? What percentage are bending? Um, um, how much of this is real? I don't know. And that, I was kind of prepared to be skeptical about, about that. And indeed, I still am kind of skeptical, remaining, re- remaining a little bit distance from making a hard and fast decision how I feel about the, uh, the bendgate uh, matter until I can figure out how major a problem is. Is it, is it a couple of batches? Is it, is it the entire series? I, I, I still don't really know but then along came ios 8.01 and and i thought well okay this is looking pretty bad now <laughs> and um and and so it's this catalog of errors here which i think it, it's so terribly badly timed but doesn't that always happen a week or two after a new apple device or operating system comes out my heavens there are bugs just like to repeat that comment from howard dean that heads our show ah and the fact that I can keep doing it and not lose my voice astounds me tremendously. But think about it this way. Almost every year, there's something. There's an antenna gate. There's a map gate. There's a gate gate. And this year, Apple releases a buggy 8.0.1 update that if you have an iPhone 6 or an iPhone 6 Plus, you suddenly lose your connection to the carrier. You get a no service warning and touch ID stops working. And within an hour and 15 minutes, Apple realized they had a mess on their hands and they pulled it and then posted instructions on how to restore your phone if you were impacted by this problem. So did Apple do the right thing in terms of dealing with that particular problem? Because we know there will be problems. They did the right thing in withdrawing the update and putting instructions out there and doing it quite quickly. And that's 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 great. You've got to welcome, you know, applaud that. But the concern is, how did these things get through? We know this is a critically important time. We know that Apple doesn't want to have any more gates of any kind um, <laughs> after after sort of having sort of dealt with previous gates in the past. 
it's, it's a wonder, really, how such omissions have taken place. How did this happen? Why? Y- you're open to speculate here, aren't you? Is it, an inc- is, is it a level of oversight which isn't happening? Quality control? Is it a deliberately engineered problem that's been put in there by somebody who perhaps works for another firm and happens to be in Apple? Is it, um, you know, is it, is it the blue meanies from the planet Zog? We, we, we've got 150 different series we could have about how this all happens. What really is upsetting is the timing is so terribly bad because, you know, if you're going to have something go wrong, okay, things go wrong all the time. Things go wrong from time to time. But why have it when everybody's looking? We understand the buggy software update. So there is an iPhone 8.0.2 update released on Thursday afternoon that appears to fix the problem. So I wouldn't worry so much about installing it. I should say That's true. that I did update an iPhone 5C and 5S and the updates went fine. But of course, those aren't the models that are impacted. On the other hand, Bendgate. Now, understand... Every iPhone, every smartphone, because they're thin devices, metallic or plastic, could, with enough pressure, be bent. That's a bit of a reality check. Also, I don't know if you heard this or not, CNN borrowed an iPhone 6 Plus from Apple and tried to bend it, but couldn't. So the question is, the videos posted, are they photoshopped? Are they fake? Or is the person maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger looking for a hit film? So he bent them. Again, we don't know, do we? But um, we do know that people have tested it. And we do know, as as you said, that metal phones can bend. What we don't know is why this is happening now and why it's being uh, so so public, why it's happening in such a a public way. Again, I, I just don't think Apple's in a position to say, yeah, they all bend. Other phones bend because I, I think that people expect more from the company. And so I think that they've got to dance a more delicate dance. I'm not quite sure what I would do, but I, I don't think I don't think they can wave the flag of other people. It happens to, too. They have to look towards defining a different response. You well, can't say you're the same as everybody. You've got to say you're different. That's the whole point of Apple. Well, you can say here in a positive way, these are the best ways to store the phone. And then to say, if your phone is defective, we'll replace it. And, and I think Apple does have a policy. Now. I think they actually are saying that now. I think they are moving in to replacing it. Um, but it's still a wonder to me. I mean, what I'm, what I'm most curious about is why these two, I think, fairly major um, snafus happen to happen now in 24 hours of each other. What's going on? With Bengate, the thing I wonder about here. Anytime you see things like this, did somebody just accidentally bend the phone or did somebody decide they want to bend the phone to see what happens, which seems a bit absurd? Or did someone from Samsung call up somebody and say, hey, we really need to get people not to buy the iPhone 6 Plus. What about we try to damage it or bend it? But then somebody else could take a Galaxy Note or a Galaxy S5 and bend that. And I assure you, they can be bent. They're plastic. You know, that's the thing. Um, I think there's wheels within wheels here for sure. You know? I don't want to make a conspiracy theory, although I do another show. (laughs) As you know, I do that other show, The Paracast, where we sometimes get into conspiracy theories. I I don't want to do that and say, hey, this is a plot. It may be just one of those things. Mm -hmm. The key is here is the iPhone 6 Plus 
more vulnerable to bending than other phones of that category? That's the question. If it's much worse, then Apple has to consider doing something like making a fast fix to the design and replacing millions of phones. Or is it just something that has been exaggerated? This is it. And again, as, as I said at the beginning, I was, I was kind of like thinking, hmm, well, I'll sit back on this. I want to find out more facts. Um, there have been very few more facts in the last 24 hours since it all broke through, but there has been yet another disaster. And suddenly the, the effect of two cumulative problems is kind of greater than the, um, the, part, the, the whole is greater than the parts that constitute it. Um, certainly if I'm Apple, I'm looking now and I'm sort of pulling out a bunch of iPhone 6 Pluses and I'm testing them and I'm testing against other phones, the same thickness, not that they exist, um, and, and trying to trying to sort of like assess how, how likely it is for that damage to take place. Um, but they'll be doing all kinds of things of that nature. But the question is why they didn't do it before. Very curious. Now, one article I read said that they had an iPhone 5S that bent. I have an yeah. iPhone 5S here. I am not going to bend it. I am not going to stick it in my back pocket. I think there are some absurdities out there. Let's get into more of this in a moment. We have Johnny Evans, the Appleholic, who writes for Computer World. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Mike Stennerson for Midas Resources. At no time in history have precious metals been more important, certainly not in my 22 years in the industry. The dollar has lost over 90% of its value in the last 60 years. No fiat currency has ever survived the government printing presses. Ours is not immune. The time is now to be proactive. 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Anything tied to the dollar is at risk. CDs, annuities, 401ks, IRAs, stocks, bonds, you name it, so decide. Do you want to leave a legacy of wealth or debt for your family? The choice is yours. Call me at 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Be proactive, not reactive. Call 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Summertime is save big time at Herbal Healer Academy. Long-term customers know summer is the time to stock up at HerbalHealer.com. And for new customers, welcome to the web's best place to save on vitamins, minerals, and more. 
Log on for summer specials including all sizes of colloidal silver, colloidal minerals, and intestinal freedom on sale. Choose from Herbal Healer's great variety of weight loss products like apple cider vinegar, hudia, and metabolic complex and pro-metabolic all on sale now. Also, the anti-parasite intestinal freedom and wormwood plus complex plus stevia liquid sweetener and the super enzymes all on sale for summer at herbalhealer.com. As always, we offer certificate correspondence courses in natural medicine. Enjoy same-day shipping and free online newsletter. Log on now to HerbalHealer.com and look for summer specials to save big with our nation's leader in supplying quality natural medicine and education since 1988. Herbal Healer Academy. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right, that's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows you can't afford to wait so call 866-91-STEEL lock in your price now call 866-91-STEEL that's 866-917-8335 we'd like to hear from you if you have a comment or question about the tech night owl live please send it to news at technightowl.com that's news at technightowl.com if you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com that's forum.technightowl.com ben gate any way you want it big story now also apple's flawed update to 8.0.1. Now, we know that when we had MapGate, Tim Cook made a distinctive rolling head. Scott Forstall got tossed out. So now we have Tim Cook basking in the glow of maybe one of the greatest weeks for Apple. And suddenly we've got the update. We've got the possibility of this new iPhone phablet being more vulnerable to damage by bending than other models. We don't know that. So what does Tim Cook do? What does he do? I mean, I think he has to assess what the problem is. So we've got two problems. Why did this software get through? What's the problem there? Why? Then I think that might be the easier one to resolve. The second problem will be, okay, so why didn't we know this about the phone? I mean, surely someone at Apple thought to try and bend it. I would imagine that that's already happened, right? Um, so, you know, that will be the next question. The next question is, do all these phones bend? Oh, they don't. Which ones do? Was it this batch? Who produced them? Which production line did they come from? Oh, is it not from one production line? Is it particular units, but it's scattered across several production lines? That's strange. All of them should be more or less the same. What's going on here? Um, we won't get to hear all of it. We'll hear a statement. We'll, we'll learn enough 
to have some kind of an understanding of what's taken place. But if I'm in Cook's positions, I'm very, very annoyed and I'm very, very angry. And I'm going to be pushing everybody who's involved in quality control to try and explain exactly how they let these things through. Well, I would not believe that Apple didn't test durability by bending, by dropping, by all sorts of methods. It's not something that was not on their radar. And I agree with you, early production sometimes produces defects. Mm. And maybe Apple will isolate this to a specific run. I can't believe they made this thing so vulnerable that they'd be easy to bend. Mm. I assume that durability is a key issue here. And this insurance company that handles electronics, Square Trade, they tested the iPhone 6, but they did not test bending. Mm. I guess people don't think of bending as something that's a valid possibility of damaging. Certainly, it's not something you expect to happen to your phone when it's in your pocket. Well, sure. And um, if it is happening when it's in somebody's pocket, well, that's, that's a bad thing. Though how you put that into the iPhone 6 Plus into your pocket is debatable. Big pocket. Well, let me ask you a question here. Do you have an iPhone 6 yet? No. That's a big sigh. Yeah. (laughs) I'll get one. I've missed the first branch, haven't I? So I'll wait a couple of weeks and try again. Well, I know of one particular case here. Someone ordered an iPhone 6 and it was the next day after the pre-orders started. And they got a shipment date of 7 to 10 business days after the on-sale date of the 19th of September. So it said 7 to 10 business days being the first week of October, roughly. Mm. That particular Mm. unit shipped two days ago and will arrive Friday. Was that an Apple order? That was an Apple order. Yeah, they're great, aren't they? I mean, there's, they're, 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 despite the fact that we're looking at some of Apple's mishaps here, we can. you've also got to praise them. When you actually do order something, they always seem to go that extra mile to try and make you happy. It arrives a little bit earlier, or, or, or it's nicely delivered. Um, I like touches like that. I mean, this is a great company for those things, too. No wonder people hate it enough to try and subvert it. Well, that does it. That does it right there. Mm-hmm. But the thing is also Apple is evaluated by a different set of standards compared to other companies. And maybe they create that saying, look at these super great, terrific, wonderful, outstanding products we're producing. But everybody calls their products super outstanding, etc. But I want to see the videos of a Samsung Galaxy being bent. That's a thin plastic. It's a big phone. It's got to be fragile. Uh, the other thing is that one thing they have said, their phones may be bent, but they still seem to be working, right? Um, I don't really imagine that we'll see that happen with the phone you mentioned, you know? <laughs> it's, uh, um, uh, this, this puts me in mind of another funny story I've seen today, um, um, which is Steve Ballmer. <laughs> um, he's bought the Clippers, right? Remember, the summary of that is Steve Ballmer is bombed. Yeah. I uh, think, I get the impression of somebody who doesn't mind drinking the sauce. 
Well, for sure. Nothing, nothing particularly wrong with that, but, um, um, but I'm sure he doesn't mind drinking a sauce. But also what he's doing now, he's getting rid of all the Apple products the coaches and the players use at the Clippers, um, which means he's getting rid of sports code. He's getting rid of the, uh, the, the physical trackers. He's getting rid of the exercise monitors. He's getting rid of some really, really useful tools simply because he hates Apple that much. I suppose in the same way, it's probably why I would re- prefer not to use the word Samsung when talking about a smartphone. We're looking at cheap plastic products that um, kind of work that have always been following the lead that Apple have created. I don't imagine that if you bent a Samsung phone, it would still continue to work afterwards, do you? I'm not going to try it. I had <laughs> a couple of Samsung phones here. I treated them carefully. The Galaxy S4 was five inches. The S5 is 5.1 inches. And I just looked at it and said, this is fragile. Let me take care of it. And that's it. Also, a long, thin piece of aluminum is going to be somewhat fragile. Now, when they use aluminum in cars, they do all sorts of things to harden the aluminum so it's not as vulnerable to crashes. But you pay lots of good money for that. I've only had one car, by the way, that had (laughs) body parts in aluminum. This was a long time ago when I had more money than I do now. And I had a minor scrape. Some idiot scraped my car pulling out of a driveway. And I went to the body shop to have it fixed. And they said, well, just understand, we have to use slightly different repair techniques than we do with steel, which was frightening. They did a good job, by the way. But it was frightening the concept of having to do that. So that was my first and last aluminum car. Not that aluminum cars are any more expensive. Nowadays, you're finding that mainstream cars have some degree of aluminum in them. The point being, though, if you use aluminum in a car, You are hardening it. I don't know what Apple does in terms of their fabrication process. But now I guess we're going to find out. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, we found out quite a lot about the testing of 3G, 3, 3G aerials when uh, Antenna Gate broke. And we saw that amazing room they built for the television um, where they did the testing. Um, um, that, was, that was really quite educational. Um, apparently, I've just come across an article somewhere and uh, Apple's support are busy saying that um, they're looking into Ben Gate with an insane amount of detail. Um, and uh, but they um, they will return. They'll re- they'll, they will replace it. But first off, they have to do a visual inspection of the device. Um, I'm presuming here that what Apple don't want to happen is to have hundreds and hundreds of people running around bending their phones to see if they can. And then going back to Apple and saying, hey, have a new one. It's bent. Um, They um, use a standard, a way of checking the way it's spent to see what caused it. And if it's caused by normal use and service, they will fix it under warranty. mm. If they feel or have any impression that you deliberately try to bend it, they're not going to replace it free, folks. So mm. don't even try. Don't even try to do that. I also wonder if the third-party insurance companies are going to address bending. Johnny Evans, the Appleholic, joins us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. You're listening to GCN, proudly sponsored by UnseenNow.com. Lock down your digital life at UnseenNow.com. This is GCN. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. 
first came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Have you heard? Proactive Plus is faster and better than ever. Stay tuned for a million bottle giveaway and you'll also receive free shipping. Do you have troubled skin? Acne? Well, we have great news. With Proactive Plus, your acne can heal and you can help prevent new breakouts from happening. Don't miss this limited time offer. Give us a call at 800-538-5252 because we're going to let a million people try Proactive Plus risk-free and get two free gifts and also receive free shipping when you call right now. You heard it. This offer won't last long. So call Proactive Plus now and you'll receive a 60-day risk-free trial of Proactive Plus, two free extras, and free shipping. Call 800-538-5252. This is our exclusive radio offer, never on TV. Get your risk-free 60-day trial of Proactive Plus with free shipping. That's right, free shipping. Don't wait. Call 800-538-5252. That's 800-538-5252. If you need to say happy birthday, happy anniversary, thank you, or simply I'm thinking of you, ProFlowers.com is the key. ProFlowers has stunning bouquets, like the best-selling 100 Blooms for $19.99. Plus, ProFlowers will include a glass vase for free. Sending someone a wonderful surprise of beautiful flowers sent fresh from the field is easy. Choose the bouquet you like, pick the delivery date, and each order is 100% guaranteed. Plus, all bouquets from ProFlowers are guaranteed to last at least seven full days. Beautiful, fragrant flowers. Picked fresh and sent to your loved one for lasting enjoyment. To get this incredible savings and send someone 100 gorgeous blooms with a free vase for $19.99, go to proflowers.com. Click the blue microphone in the top right corner and enter code PLOW. That's proflowers.com. Click the mic and enter code P-L-O-W. September is National Preparedness Month, so make it a September to remember by getting your emergency food supply from the Freeze-Dry Guy. On sale this month, our 2014 Stew Butter and Potatoes Unit. You'll get one number 10 can each of high-quality Mountain House Chicken Stew, vegetable stew with beef, pilot crackers, plus the highest-quality dehydrated ABC stew, butter and potatoes for a total of 160 one-half cup servings. Retail value $161.41, but not this month. The Freeze-Dry Guy offers the 2014 Stew Butter and Potatoes Unit for only $123. 93 save over $37 plenty of protein veggies carbs for energy and tasty hearty storable food with a shelf life of over 25 years call 866-404-3663 free shipping to the lower 48 states click freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663 that's freezedryguy.com hurry the national preparedness month sale and september 30th from the freeze dry guy the finest freeze dried and dehydrated foods available anywhere for long-term storage Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next.
He writes for Computer World as the Appleholic Johnny Evans. By the way, Johnny, since it involves a magazine run by the same company that you write for, IDG, mm-hmm. Computer mm-hmm. World, what did you think of the decision of Macworld, a sister publication, to stop the print edition? It's tragic, isn't it? I love print. I'm kind of retro about print. Don't forget, I was the news editor at Macworld in the UK, which is still in print um, for a long, long time. And, um, you know, I like print. Print's good. So much of my work now is online. And yet I've still got a retro feeling about print. But what perhaps people didn't notice is that just a few weeks beforehand, Computer World, who I write for, also seized printing the print edition um, to become an online-only property. Uh, that's also critical, of course, because Computer World was the first computer magazine, um, or what, certainly among the, the first computer magazines to happen in the United States. So there's been two quite significant um, um, events out of IDG there in terms of what they're doing with their print product as they transition to the online. Um, well, the transition's kind of pretty advanced now, isn't it? So... It's tragic. Obviously, the, the most tragic thing is all those good people have put sometimes many, 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 many years into the work that they do. You know, what do they do now? It's, uh, you know, there's, there's, some, there's some really, there's, there's people I've known across the years who are suddenly now hunting around for work. It's difficult. There are no jobs for tech journalists anymore, not as many. Now, there may be a few scattered places where you have them. Yahoo Tech. Might be one place that's where David Pogue decided to hang his hat after leaving the New York Times. Mm -hmm. So that's a possible place. But yeah, you wonder and you wonder if these journalists should stick with computers, Macs, anything Apple or what, or spread their wings and become mainstream reporters. But then newspapers are cutting back on people, too. I guess except for the Washington Post, which was purchased by Jeff Bezos of Amazon. So maybe there, no, maybe there will be jobs there. But I'm sure of- there'll be a proliferation of Apple-related writing talent in, in, in titles uh, across the lengths and breadths of this green world, um, which is good because, you know, they will find homes. Those who wish to continue to write will find ways to continue to write. Writing is a bigger church. It's like um, uh, the, the, the music creation. Perhaps it's a difficult world now for musicians. It's not the same kind of band culture we used to have, the same kind of live culture. And yet there's more music being consumed than ever. So you find people doing music for advertisements, music people doing music for films, people doing music for corporate events. There's lots and lots of different sort of markets for musicians now. Um, In the same way, the writing market has also proliferated, as well as your standard journalism and storytelling. You have the content marketing and, uh, um, you know, advertorial. And all of these things require, require a certain set of skills. And it's quite rewarding if from time to time to pick up a gig like that. Because you end up having to think in a completely different way. I've done a couple. And you end up having to think in a different way. And that's, that's quite good in terms of how hard I put it. It sounds too pretentious. But in terms of the art of being a writer, it's quite good to set yourself different challenges from time to time. Also, even when you have print magazines, what they do is they link to online content. So I got a new issue of Car and Driver magazine. And I'm mm. looking over the reviews. And most of the reviews of new cars point to an online link. Go to Car and Driver online carandriver.com, I guess, to get these additional reviews. So in a sense, the print version is often a preview of more content. It's designed to move you online, which Mm. is unfortunate because wouldn't you like to have the print magazine be a product in and of itself rather than something that's just going to generate online traffic? 
completely agree with you, Jean. Uh, I think that it came down to investment, didn't it? And I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to talk about publishers in any any sense other than a generic sense, but I think the opportunity was there. You think about a magazine like Omni magazine, which people don't remember anymore. It was big a long, long time ago. They used to spend millions on the cover. They had a, they'd have original HR Geiger pictures for the cover. They were they sort of really dealt with frontier science, really the extreme stuff. It was great. It was a fabulous magazine. I think the eighties. But time has become a little bit strange now. And this magazine was wonderful because it was completely unique. It was completely original. The articles that were in there were written by people you really wanted to read about. or (laughs) And you weren't going to find them anywhere else. And I think perhaps by creating a synthesis between online and print product, people forgot that the thing which actually... I hope, still hope, um, that makes makes things work is is originality, is um, you know uh, the deep relationships you ha- you have with content, which is pure, original, innovative in a sort of a, a way. Um, things in which you read something you're just not going to read elsewhere. And I think there was, and perhaps still is, an opportunity for print product to become completely unique and completely interesting. Um, incredibly vertical. Rather than trying to please mass market pro- markets, you start creating things which are very much a work of art. I think that might be a good opportunity. Well, the difference, of course, with online, it's very disposable. You don't see it anymore. Out of sight, out of mind. It's lost in a barrage or the fog of links. Mm. You have the link. It's gone the next day. It may still be there, but it's buried by other stuff. It's not as easy. Anyway, So that's print. I hope print is not dead. I really hope it continues, but it's not looking good for the technology industry. And of course, the press of events. So for example, let's look at the iOS update, iOS 8.0.1 or the Bengate issue. They don't work well for print magazines. By the time the print magazine is out, all this is far away. It's a short attention span theater. So what do you cover in the print magazine or do you reach people who are Luddites who don't get online all that much? I don't know. Let's talk a little bit here. And perhaps you can mention if you heard about it. This issue with security involving this command line editor bash. You heard about this? Yeah, I've been reading slightly about this. I'm, I'm, I'm not really fully up to speed with this yet, but I have read that some people are comparing it to um, basically the potential of it being as big a deal as Heartbleed. Um, Now, whether it is or not, I I, I can't say yet, but I do think this. um, So much of the internet is based on uh, open standards and volunteer-run groups who manage these standards. And yet these standards are incredibly important. These little open source components, which are managed by volunteers for a budget of $60, are incredibly important. And if Bash is a problem, if Heartbleed was a problem, these big companies, these governments, these NGOs, these these huge organizations, massive corporations in technology and out of technology, all of which are profiting from the work of these small teams of open source programmers, should really have a think here and think, we actually have to start investing in infrastructure of the internet. And that means you have to start thinking about enabling the people, these wonderful volunteers who are the custodians of the entire infrastructure, you have to start thinking about investing in what they do in order that they can do a better job and not allow oversights such as the bash problem or heartbleed problem to exist. 
I mean, you know, we have the people are making huge amounts of money. It's what's the harm in putting some money back into the infrastructure? You do it to a house. Why not to the Internet? You know, here's the issue with Heartbleed. It impacted a security utility that's part of the Unix operating systems called OpenSSL. Mm. And it turned out that maybe only one or two people were maintaining this product. Mm. Okay, so after this, supposedly there's been some investment, so this won't happen again. But if you look up the history of Bash, and it's available in OS X, but you only see this problem from the command line. If you never use the command line on your Mac, you're probably never going to have the problem. And even then, Mm. it's not always so easy to break in. But a lot of these security problems are theoretical. So if this condition is met, if that condition is met, if someone does this, that, or the other thing, then it could cause a problem. I think Heartbleed was more direct because everyone's getting online, everyone's using some kind of tool on their web servers that addresses it. I should point out that one of our hosting providers, Namecheap, updated our web server last night with a new version of Bash. So I guess I should feel safe now. We have Johnny Evans. He is the Appleholic from Computer World Magazine. And we've got a lot more to come. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Is your money manager giving you safety and security? Wouldn't you like to make your money work harder for you? Then you should consider joining PhilzGang.com, where thousands of individual investors have successfully profited. This year I'm up 60% on my portfolio. Following your system has been fantastic. I've been with you for about a month and a half now, and I'm already up 7%. I've been in the business for a long time, and you're really one of the best I've ever heard. Well, I just want to let you know how great, what a great teacher you are. For over a decade, Philsgang.com's Phil Grandy and Donald Cogswell have been teaching, coaching, and investing right along with all Phil's Gang members. I want to thank Donnie for market wrap. I bought 2,500 shares of AUI and sold it this morning at $820 profit. Why not join thousands of satisfied Phil's Gang customers today? Go to philsgang.com, philsgang.com, or call 877-600-4264. That's 877-600-4264. Call today. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. 
That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595. That's 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595. The human body is extraordinary. Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body healing itself with the aid of hb extract it's extremely effective and it starts working in just days visit hbextract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers and we've never increased our price in over 10 years that makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it a healthy heart is a happy heart call 866-295-5305 or go to hbextract.com know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. Johnny Evans, Appleholic, bar none. <laughs> does, that, does that mean that you're in the bar or what? No, I'm at my desk. Staying with the theme of security, um, we've got this other thing coming up, haven't we? We've got this Internet of Things explosion, which is taking place. Um, these are sort of connected machines. These, these machines, it's a lot more, there's much, much more to it than, you know, the Apple Watch. Um, these, these machines are, are running agricultural systems. These machines are smart meters. These machines are self-driving cars. These machines are cars all across America, I think, from two years' time, when they will have to start having modems and SMS and uh, SIM cards inside the cars for vehicle-to-vehicle uh, communications, which I think the, uh, uh, the Department of Transport in the States, I've forgotten the name, is pushing for in Europe. Um, from 2017, we're going to have a thing called eCall, which is the same deal, cars which are connected at all times. Now, there's good and bad in that. These are being sold to us as safety systems, but how safe are they if our security is not safe? So many of the devices which we have around the home, from modems to smart TVs to connected kettles, I mean, these are beginning to hit market. Anybody who's interested in technology has seen a few of these and thought that sounds interesting. But what's scary is that some of the research that's come through has said that many, many of these devices are protected by incredibly generic security codes, such as one, two, three, four, which is still the most popular password in the world, by the way. And, uh, and if you're an entertainer and you have explicit photos on online don't use the password one two three four 
or even four, five, six. I mean, you know, it's, it's uh, the difference between a person who deliberately chooses to use a weak password is, is one thing. But the devices which are around, which are connected to the Internet, which are equipped before they leave the factory, the weak password, and are not necessarily sold to people with a little leaflet that says, hey, you've got to change your password. That's kind of irresponsible. That's leading to all kinds of new attack vectors, which people can exploit. So we turn to bash or to heartbleed. You figure out where these weaknesses are in existing internet infrastructure. You figured out where these weaknesses are in connected devices, which happen to be in the home, which led, I think, to a large retailer. Was it Target? Was it Home Depot? Who lost millions in credit card payments? It was both Target and Home Depot. Both yeah. had these yeah. problems. Yes. Yeah. And in one case, it was a, a hackers, criminal hackers were able to break into the systems using the air conditioning system, which was a, they had weak security. So they were able to break in through the air conditioning system, get onto the network, and somehow using the magic of being clever, were able to get to the credit card numbers, which were on file because they were in the network. They'd managed to figure out how to get into the network using a weakness. Now, it, within the Internet of Things, it kind of like this underlines how important security is going to be, how important privacy is going to be. So I applaud Apple for their commitment to attempting to, to deliver security and their commitment to develop privacy for their customers. Those things are really important. And as the Internet of Things becomes something more than just a buzzword that we're blasting off because we happen to know a little bit about technology and becomes something which actually is in your home, these matters are going to become ever more important, particularly as we now know through, um, thanks to Snowden, really, the sheer extent of, uh, of, of surveillance, which is taking place on behalf of governments worldwide. Bet your bottom dollar. If governments are doing it, so is everybody else who shouldn't be, right? So security is incredibly important. And that means that these corporations, all of them, who are making profit from using the internet, really have to think about investing in the infrastructure, which returning to the original point means investing in the bash team, investing in the open SSL team, investing in the open source groups, which are hold, putting together the infrastructure from which this entire technological future is being built. It's massively important. I'm surprised people aren't demonstrating about it. <laughs> the, level of, the level of surveillance and the opportunities for, uh, for criminal activity, which are being created through our consent because people are not adequately explaining or addressing the issues which exist there, dwarf anything about Bengate. Well, Bengate, you know? as you say, if there is a defect, Apple can replace the phones. If it's just a matter of in normal use and service, you can't abuse the things, well, that will take care of itself. Meantime, as of Thursday in the United States, Apple's stock price was really going down as a result of this double whammy of Bengate. Yeah and the failed update. This will be forgotten in a few days. Yeah. I really think so. And I really think if there is an issue with the durability of the iPhone 6 Plus, Apple will address it, even if they have to recall every single unit and fix the manufacturing process, they will do it. I look forward to seeing Apple uh, show the leadership that they're famous for in coming up with an imaginative solution to the problem they have here. Because I think what they it's, it's not just a question of they will fix it or they will replace the software. I think they have to sort of, um, oh, um, in, in terms of uh, people and consent and the way that people think, uh, you have to sometimes display a, a sense of leadership. You have to say the right thing. You have to commit public right actions. Now, right actions probably don't involve an apology on this, but right actions do involve some kind of way in which you are shown to be actively dealing and addressing with the situation. 
perfectly fine to keep it down for 48 hours while you figure out your response. That's fine. But uh, And return to a leadership position. If they do that, then I think we'll see not only the issues forgotten, but their stock price will quite happily start to go up. So it's probably a good buying opportunity for the cynical investors out there. If there's anything that's positive about Bengate, by the way, is I don't see a lot of people online reporting the same problem. Yeah. So that's it right there. You have these videos and you have a lot of circulation of the videos, but you're not seeing everybody saying, look, I bent mine. Or maybe they're afraid to. There you Are go. They afraid to? I wouldn't do it with a 10-foot pole. As I said, CNN, no, I, I, CNN said that maybe after trying, they couldn't do it. Maybe they were a little bit careful about it because Apple expected them to deliver their iPhone 6 Plus back in usable condition. I don't know. CNN I, said that? <laughs> CNN said that. If you look at the CNN article. You can just pay for it. I mean, <laughs> I'm talking about budgets being cut in the news. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but if Apple's willing to give you something to test, mm, mm, you don't mm. refuse it, do you? Let's look at some other issues here before we get completely crazy. Okay. So we expect that OS X Yosemite will be released, what, the third week of October? Yeah, Is that what we're betting on, like the 21st? Yeah, I like the 21st. It's so uh, people seem to be, um, uh, I don't know, the opinion among the cognoscenti seems to be coalescing around the 21st as being about the date. Um, um, so I, I, I kind of know, I sort of, I, I, in myself, I, I anticipate new iPads um, and, uh, of course, Yosemite, and that kind of completes the connected vision, continuity and all, of, uh, of, of devices which are creative, constructive digital devices, which uh, you can, you know, begin a project on your Mac, finish, continue it on your iPad, finish it on your iPhone, return to a Mac somewhere else. And if you find yourself having to be on a PC somewhere along the line of your travel experience, you can probably even do some more tweaks there using iCloud services. It's clever. It's a completely connected vision. I like it. I guess the downside is that they release iOS 8 that has certain important features that require OS 10 Yosemite, which yep. doesn't arrive until, what, four, four and a half weeks later. Mm, mm, so mm. I guess that's a bit of a downer. It's a bit of a downer, but uh, it, it's one of those downers, isn't it? It makes perfect sense when you think about the situation. But of course, just before iOS 8 ships, no one was thinking about that. Um, but then, you know, yeah, of course it makes sense. Yeah, it's a Yosemite feature. Oh, of course, now I understand. Shame, really. I was quite looking forward to that. They'll recover. They'll recover from the failed update. This, Apple isn't the only company, by the way, to release a software update that's defective and have to withdraw it. Microsoft has done that from time to time. We forget. Yeah. We think yeah. it's everything Apple. Well, Microsoft, um, um, the Microsoft CEO now runs a ball game. Um, uh, what can you say? <laughs> you know, they, Microsoft have a history. I mean, beyond, even beyond um, 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 flawed updates with Microsoft, you had 
Oh, I don't know how to put this, but I remember back in the olden days of the internet when the internet was just coming through and Microsoft, through their almost, I think, cr almost criminal negligence, failed to patch their system software, failed to patch their browsers and expose the entire world to the, uh, to the full glory of spam and hacks and everything nasty that has happened online ever since then through their responsibility. That's what Microsoft did. Microsoft were in the winning position and they blew it for themselves simply by not paying attention. You've got to pay attention to what's happening. And at least there were no class action lawsuits to bring down Microsoft. Well, let's go. face it. That's Everybody basic. knew full well that if they'd even tried to do a class action micro action against Microsoft, they probably got away with it. Don't forget what they were doing to the Department of Justice at the time. Johnny Evans, the Appleholic for Computer World Magazine. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. UnseenNow.com, proud sponsor of GCN. Unseen Now's unparalleled encryption tools keep your communications secure. GCN. No, no, no. I refuse to age. How would you like to refuse or even reverse the signs of aging? You can with a breakthrough skincare line that utilizes growth factors and plant stem cells to visibly turn back the clock. It's clinically proven and the results are stunning. Call one 844 500-0815, or visit irefusetoage.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. On Facebook, on the news, and in conversations with friends, we're bombarded every day with advice on how to be healthier, from gluten-free and non-GMO diets to how much exercise and sleep the body needs. But how much have you heard about alkalizing the body? AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops are a holistic and natural way to get your body's pH levels back in balance. Just a few drops in water will help your body rid itself of harmful waste. And even the healthiest of diets can be complemented with your daily use of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops. Who isn't looking for more vibrance, vigor, and energy? Now buy two bottles of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops and get $10 off your order. Visit AlkaVision.com or call 800-518-7615. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops are packed with a powerful combination of the most alkaline minerals and compounds. Open the door to greater health, vitality, and zest for life. Alkalize your body, supercharge your health. Call 800-518-7615 or head to AlkaVision.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I guess you shouldn't call them magazines anymore because they're online. So we can call them publications, sites, portals. Johnny Evans joins us. He's an Appleholic, and I understand he does not choose to take a 10-step program to recover. <laughs> no, I do not choose that, sir. <laughs> One of the main differences between Tim Cook and Steve Jobs is Tim Cook is more of 
an activist in terms of society. So Apple pushes for environmentally safer products, fixing the problems in the supply chain where people are overworked. And now he's making a big pitch for the world to act on climate change. And as we know here, there is, especially in the United States, one faction that claims it's all a fake or some kind of political trick to rip off people, or being that there's climate change anyway, well, maybe it's not the result of humans, but the result of the way things are. You know, after all, we had conditions that got rid of the dinosaurs, so maybe the next problem will get rid of humans, except the dinosaurs, I think, were taken out by a meteorite. I take none of those arguments seriously. It's quite clear there's been an awful lot of work done for an awfully long time to prove, to show the link between pollution, the use of fossil fuels, um, overpopulation, irresponsible consumption of, of rare resources, and the eventual the effect on the environment in which we live. You don't, you'd have to be blind not to see the caps melting. You'd have to be blind not to see the different weather systems which are creeping up. Even if it isn't true, and I believe it is true, Something must be done. And it seems pretty clear to me that one thing we can do is make the world slightly cleaner. We can be a little bit more careful. Even if it, even if it does nothing else, it will make it that much better. <laughs> so, the climate change arguments are insidious, continuous, and irrelevant. The only thing that does matter is that we know that CO2 output is going up, that global warming is happening, scientific opinion most of it now is coalesced around the opinion that this is for real. The UN is involved. Is it a plot? Of course it's not a plot. It's a, a more important war of survival than any fictitious terrorist group which may turn up worldwide. If, we go, if, if, if our children are going to have a decent planet, then we have to, a responsibility, I think, to at least try to do something about the problem we've now addressed, we've now identified. You can't. I mean, Alex Jones, right? Infowars. I think he's a. He he has this um um, um a theory um that, that that what we're what we have going on here is some kind of neoliberal conspiracy, um ultimately to lead towards a slave planet. Um, I'm not sure that climate change is part of that. <laughs> I think climate change is separate from that. He may be right, but I don't think climate change is part of that. I should tell you that Alex Jones is the number one act on our network, GCN. Great. So there you go. Not that I agree with Alex Jones on anything, but <laughs> that's the particular position. If you don't like something, it's a plot. It's a liberal plot. The entire world is a liberal plot, and that's it. Let's talk about things more pleasant, okay? All right. <laughs> so the criticisms we hear about iOS 8, it's just a minor feature update. Nothing serious. And I look at the features and the list never ends. Why do we have this media disconnect? Oh, I don't know anymore. I thought I, I used to know. I used to think that what it, all, what it was all about was that Apple had become so important and so popular and so, so successful that the press, in their wisdom, thought it was time to pull it down a little bit um, because obviously that's always what happens. Um, you, know, you, you, build, you build them up to pull them down. I used to think that, but now I think it's something irrational. Now I'm not sure what it is. Sometimes I go as far as to think it's just to do with advertising budget, because of course the Samsung and the competitors with Apple spend far more freely on their advertising spend than Apple does. And as we mentioned before, um, publications worldwide are suffering a little bit because they're not making enough money. Um, is, it, is it that? 
Um, I, I suspect that if you do follow the money, there'll be some truth in there. Yes. How much money do they receive from Samsung? Do you know, my biggest problem in the world is I have to refer to a notebook for the facts and figures. I'm quite good at trends. Um, I do seem to remember uh, an article some time ago which enumerated Samsung's advertising spend as something like three or even four times that of Apple. Um, um, that's quite a big difference, isn't it? That's a lot more generous. Especially for a company that's starving for advertising. And I think what we forget about the mainstream media, so-called, we call them in this country, some call them the liberal media, but that's ridiculous. They're all owned by multinational corporations. They all depend on advertising and they take the approach that earns them the most money. They have no political agenda. They have a profit agenda. So whatever works, works. So if you're going to be conservative and make money, you can be Fox News. If you're going to have more of a liberal bent in this country, you can be MSNBC, which was part of this now dead partnership with NBC and Microsoft. Too confusing. So let's get back to this here. Okay. So Consumer Reports has a preliminary review of the iPhone 6 and iPhone 6 Plus. I assume Consumer Reports will try to bend both phones now because they can get some headlines uh. and sell magazines. But the big thing they're saying is, well, there are new features, but they haven't caught up with Android yet. So... Oh, yawn. Uh, it's... it's, it's uh, oh, uh, merely because Android said it had some features two years ago doesn't mean that those features actually worked. Doesn't mean that those features actually integrated together. Doesn't mean those features are of actually any use to anybody, nor that philosophically had any work being done to make them actually functional. I mean, anybody can say, I've got a fingerprint scanner, but very few people can say, and it works, and it's foolproof, or pretty foolproof, and um, you can actually use it for something useful. There's been fingerprint scanners for donkey's years. They have been flawed. Apple's is one of the first examples of a fingerprint scan recognition technology that actually works. I mean, people are buying the hype here. People are repeating the press release. They're not thinking about what the real effect is. So what? Android had NFC. So what? <laughs> no one was using it. Why? Because it was buggy, because it was fragmented, because there weren't the terminals there, because consumer resist consumers resisted trusting their payment details to a phone company because everybody was trying to make money out of it and nobody had agreed anything because Visa, MasterCard and the big credit card companies were working on one standard while the phone companies are working on another standard there was no cohesive agreement it's not the same thing i completely reject that this whole thing oh android had it before android had wellingtons before and now apple's got wellingtons it's rubbish it's it's it, it's not about saying it's not about taking a book which is absolutely you can see it's red and saying but we call it green it's about actually delivering a book which is green and uh, no I don't buy it. I think I think people have been very very lazy in those comparisons. I really I really I feel quite strongly about it, don't I? <laughs> Apple have merged it. Apple may not have been first, but Apple have delivered integrated solutions that actually have a function that people will use. That's a big difference. Things which are market tested, things which are market used are always going to be more powerful, more compelling as propositions than things which aren't you know so i can pay for a bus ticket with my android phone so what who did no one did why because it didn't work <laughs> oh boy <Couldn't> work. <laughs> you know it's um 
it, 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 I, I find it I find it infuriating. I think it's I think it's um quite tragic really that people are just buying the press release and not actually looking at the situation. Got to watch out for them press releases. You can get yourself into a heap of trouble if you mm. believe it. I know it's very easy to post a story, take the press release, change four words, and run it without any alteration. And when you interview people, this gets my goat. You interview people and you don't ask a follow-up question. Or you just simply let them get away by spouting nonsense. I mean, I've seen a few interviews with Tim Cook where they make a slight effort to ask a follow-up question, but he's so well rehearsed. He's never going to deviate from his message, no matter what you do. And very likely he's been tested on all possible answers so he cannot be surprised. But then you lose access if you do a mean review, a mean interview with him. Johnny Evans is the Appleholic. He's not mean. I'm Gene Steinberg. <laughs> You're in the Tech Night Out Live, and I have no idea whether I'm mean or not. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Have you ever felt like the United States government knows way too much about your financial affairs? I continue to hear stories about property seizures, frozen bank accounts, confiscation of stocks and bonds. It makes me wonder if the U.S. citizen will ever again have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Unfortunately, with the Drug and Money Laundering Act, the IRS Revenue Ruling 6045 of 1984, and the Trading with the Enemy Act and Franklin D. Roosevelt's Executive Order of 1933, some precious metal holdings are subject to government intervention. For this reason, Midas Resources has prepared a report explaining the boundaries of trading precious metals privately. Whether if you have any intention of trading with Midas Resources or not, I have instructed my representatives to give this report out free. Call for your free copy at 1-800-686-2237. When investing, always proceed with caution. Again, call 1-800-686-2237. Exercise your legal right to trade metals privately. 1-800-686-2237. The human body is extraordinary. Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body 
body healing itself with the aid of HB Extract. It's extremely effective and it starts working in just days. Visit HBExtract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers. And we've never increased our price in over 10 years. That makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it. A healthy heart is a happy heart. Call 866-295-5305 or go to HBExtract.com. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right, that's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows you can't afford to wait so call 866-91-STEEL lock in your price now call 866-91-STEEL that's 866-917-8335 we'd like to hear from you if you have any thoughts or comments about the tech night owl live please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. Because it rhymes, they say mean gene. But I'm not mean on this radio show. I just ask questions that naturally occur to me rather than just listen to the PR rant. <laughs> hey, Mean Gene, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing excellent. Speaking of mean, okay, so you live in the UK, yeah. and they were going to attempt to pull out of the UK, Scotland, and Sean Connery said yes, and Paul McCartney said no. What was your impression? Do you think they should have seceded? Well, you know, I have a lot of friends in Scotland and there's been a lot of disagreement over whether people should have gone or stayed. I was kind of disappointed that they decided to stay. I was going to move there, so I didn't have to be here. <laughs> the one sad thing, if, the, if Scotland had left the UK, then there would be every chance that in England, at least, we would have a conservative government for the rest of time. So I was going to go across the border. I was going to take my tax there and pay my tax in Scotland to contribute to their economy because they have free education for kids and stuff up there. And I kind of value those sort of things. And uh, yeah, I, I can see why Scotland would want independence. Take the oil that they had from the North Sea. What Britain did with the oil from the North Sea was spent it on Britain, tax cuts for the rich. They squandered a lot. Scotland didn't really see a great deal of it. There's some more oil now. They found some more oil. So Scotland may have been able to keep all that money as it is. They're not going to keep much of it. They may get a few more devolved powers. It's a shame. United Kingdom is actually just one country. It's called London. And all the wealth of the entire island just goes to London. It's not right. So should there be a vote whether to send the Queen packing into retirement? Get rid of the royal family? What value <laughs> do they serve other than for tourism? Oh, the tourism value is amazing. 
they bring in so much money and they're really, really good for British exports as well. People in some remote countries away from Britain really, really like the idea of the royal family um, and of Britishness. And if you stick a picture of the Queen and a Royal Union Jack on a product, you can sell it really, really well in some parts of the world. I went to a, a Department of Trade and Industry event last year and learned, learned quite a lot about this. And uh, um, when the Olympics were taking place, British exports went up 23%. <laughs> so, yeah, the royal family, really good for exports. It's good as well. I mean, where would, the, where, would, where would tourists go if there was no palace full of royalty? What would they do? <laughs> yeah, but you live there, so, <laughs> you know, you don't care about the things that a tourist will see. I've never been to the UK. Maybe when you fly me out. As soon as my global domination enterprises gets rich enough, Gene, I'll have you over here for sure. <laughs> Just as soon as that happens. We could both sign. What, is there any reason why I've not been to the UK? I think it's opportunity or when I have the opportunity or the time, I don't have the cash for the trip. So between mm. the two, we just haven't gotten there. My son goes all over Europe. He lives in Spain. He travels all over Europe. Let's get away from this because nobody cares about my tourism. <laughs> now I've got you there. I've got Kirk McElhern in the UK. So maybe I have a reason now to go there. And I have a lot of friends in the UK, a lot of people who listen to this show and the other show, The Powercast. So I am now tempted. Especially since Johnny just volunteered to pay our plane ticket, both of them. But it's not going to be first class. It's not going to be coach class. It's going to be hanging out on the wing. <laughs> You've guessed it. <laughs> Special rate for hanging out on wings. I don't know. Anyway, let's just look at projections here. Apple Watch rather than iWatch. Would you buy one? Not sure, you know, Gene. I'm quite interested in it. Um, I'd like to find out more about it. Um, I, I kind of have felt all along that I think a smartwatch needs to kind of be a complete replacement for a phone. Well, not a complete replacement for a phone because there are things which you can do on a larger um, a, a display, which you won't be able to do on a smaller one like a watch. Um, and remember, too, I, the watch is too small to bend. Yeah. <laughs> and, but yeah, yeah, it is too small for bend. My feeling about the Apple Watch is I think it's a great start. I think it's got some really interesting technologies and really interesting potentials going there. I Definitely, if I had a little bit of spare money, um, I may invest in one. I'd be interested to see what it does, but I don't think it's the final watch. I think what we're going to see now is this, 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 the Apple Watch will develop. Successive generations of Apple Watch will appear. And the one that I'm really going to get excited about will be the one which has its own built-in modem, has its own built-in uh, SIM card, has its own built-in uh, 4G radio or 5G as a probably will be by then and for all intents and purposes does everything that any other connected device can do albeit through the limitations of a smaller screen real estate when that happens that will really excite me because that i think will be a truly smart watch it will be able to do everything that iphone can or your ipad can or even your computer can within the limitations of being a smaller device and perhaps you know a little less powered it will also have battery life which you know we're looking at it has to be 24 48 hours we still don't know what the battery life of the apple watch is they've not said some reports have said that they're not very happy with the battery life there again i think that a watch is something you put on you don't really think about it you don't want to have to upgrade to have to super up every six hours you've it's the minimum to really be successful is it's got to have 24-hour battery life. In future, when the Apple Watch becomes a truly independent product that doesn't require an iPhone to lean on, that's when I think it will get interesting. And I do think that is the future for that particular product category. Beyond that, you'll see 
that kind of technology in other devices. I mean, you can think about glasses, you can think about hats, you can think about shirts, you can think about shoes. There are ways in which adding technology to each of these things makes sense. What we have here is slowly but surely Apple is developing the infrastructure in terms of um, 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 the software to support a whole family, a whole plethora of different connected devices. And that's really interesting. I mean, as well as being dubious at some levels of the internet things uh, within sort of uh, the idea of uh, security, privacy, those sort of issues. I'm also incredibly excited about the potential to augment human existence that these things offer. And I, I think that when we start to see independent devices which have the intelligence of a phone built in in different form factors, I think things could get really interesting for consumers. Well, you know, for anybody, really, the potential of that kind of intelligence, wherever we happen to be, would be amazing. Interesting to see how technology follows from sci-fi from pop culture. Mm -hmm. So for example, we had the flip phone, which is based on the communicator, Star Trek communicator. We had different representations of tablets in 2001 in Star Trek Next Generation. And of course, we had the shoe with a phone inside from Get Smart. So now, of Mm -hmm. course, if we can put a phone on our wrist, why can't we put a smartphone on our shoes? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The Nike Mm -hmm. shoe phone. But nobody remembers the TV show Get Smart, or the movie Remake. I don't think anybody remembers any of that stuff. Or Dick Tracy and his talking watch. Now what? Dick Tracy was doing that in the 1930s. We have finally learned how to stick uh, Bluetooth in our smartwatch so it will work with Bluetooth in your smartphone. But then, what can I tell you? Johnny Evans, please tell our listeners where they can find more of your stuff. Oh, you'll find you'll find you'll find my little blog, which I try and do every single day on computerworld.com. Um, I'm a blogger. Um, you, they've changed the website recently. I think it looks nice and clean, but some of the uh, uh, ways that people get to our content have changed a little bit. So now to find the bloggers, you have to sort of go two thirds down the state down the page, and you find a little thing which says top bloggers, and uh, you'll find me there with the Android blogger, the Windows blogger, and day and and Mr. Jennings, who delivers all kinds of a uh, uh, general. Uh, technology content. We're a good little bunch. We've got some good stuff there. So computerworld.com. Johnny Evans, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you. Thank you for having me. GCN, proudly sponsored by unseennow.com. Find out how to stop Big Brother in his tracks at unseennow.com. This is GCN. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting, and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, They're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out.
Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. While my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Results will vary from case to case. Is your money manager giving you safety and security? Wouldn't you like to make your money work harder for you? Then you should consider joining PhilzGang.com, where thousands of individual investors have successfully profited. This year I'm up 60% on my portfolio. Following your system has been fantastic. I've been with you for about a month and a half now, and I'm already up 7%. I've been in the business for a long time, and you're really one of the best I've ever heard. Well, I just want to let you know how great, what a great teacher you are. For over a decade, Philsgang.com's Phil Grandy and Donald Cogswell have been teaching, coaching, and investing right along with all Phil's Gang members. I want to thank Donnie for market wrap. I bought 2,500 shares of AUI and sold it this morning at $820 profit. Why not join thousands of satisfied Phil's Gang customers today? Go to philsgang.com, philsgang.com, or call 877-600-4264. That's 877-600-4264. Call today. If you need to say happy birthday, happy anniversary, thank you, or simply I'm thinking of you, proflowers.com is the key. ProFlowers has stunning bouquets, like the best-selling 100 Blooms for $19.99. Plus, ProFlowers will include a glass vase for free. Sending someone a wonderful surprise of beautiful flowers sent fresh from the field is easy. Choose the bouquet you like, pick the delivery date, and each order is 100% guaranteed. Plus, all bouquets from ProFlowers are guaranteed to last at least seven full days. Beautiful, fragrant flowers. Picked fresh and sent to your loved one for lasting enjoyment. To get this incredible savings and send someone 100 gorgeous blooms with a free vase for $19.99, go to proflowers.com. Click the blue microphone in the top right corner and enter code PLOW. That's proflowers.com. Click the mic and enter code PLOW. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. I wanted to be made very clear on the Tech Night Owl live that when I have a guest appear on the show, they are not bending to my will. You never. Know, John Martellaro, <laughs> I think we're going to have more bend jokes. Yeah, it's starting to get pretty crazy. Let's bring people up to date because we had an earlier interview with Johnny Evans, the Appleholic from Computer World. I could, I need to be on the show with him. You know I mean, what? both of us. Next time, maybe. Okay? okay. I'll tell him. I'm sure he'll do it. And maybe next time we'll have you on as a joint appearance. That'd but be cool. no joints allowed because we're not in a state that allows that. Okay, seriously. Are you going to do a recap or me? 
I'm going to do a very quick introduction and let okay. you recap okay. what happened because we did talk with Johnny Evans, but at that point, we just had that one video, that YouTube video from a commercial YouTube channel where you see ads before you see the video and therefore it's monetized showing the alleged bending of an iPhone 6 Plus. So, John, paint the picture for us. What happened here and what is the apparent resolution from Apple? Well, we all saw that uh, video. It was posted at the Mac Observer. With your bare hands and considerable effort, you can bend slightly uh, an iPhone 6 Plus to the point where the dis it will stop working. And it looks like about oh, a, f a five or ten degree bend, and it's flexible in the area where the controls are. This is mostly the iPhone 6 Plus because there's so much expanse of uh, a thin metal in that area. Um, I have not seen much discussion of the bending of the iPhone 6 itself, but recently a lot of other uh, videos and pictures have surfaced of other phones. And apparently if you take just about any of these modern thin smartphones and apply enough pressure, it will bend and it will break. So Apple's gone on the offensive. Uh, they've posted some um, news items. Uh, they've talked to Recode. They've allowed CNBC into their testing facility, and they're trying to uh, reassure people that uh, you really have to work hard to to bend these phones. Uh, the, the force that it takes is considerable, but it's not out of reason that if you put an iPhone 6 Plus in your back jeans pocket, and you sit down sharply on a bench or a car seat, um, you could bend it a little bit. Uh, how, whether that would uh, destroy it or not hasn't been tested quantitatively. And so there's a big fuss going on now about this. And, of course, it, the truth is always somewhere in the middle. I mean, it's fun to blow these things out of proportion and do videos and, and make a big thing out of it. But um, Apple's pointed out that not too many people have formally complained about breaking it. Because people, when they spend that much money on a phone, you know, it's glass, it's expensive, you tend to pamper it. So it's been interesting to watch uh, people who want to agitate are successfully agitating. Apple's trying to bring some calm, sensible approach to this. And here we are. Now, it's very important to note that Apple has sold as of Monday of this week, and obviously you're hearing the show on a Saturday, 10 million copies, maybe it's 12, 13 million now, of which, what, 15, 20% at the most are of the iPhone 6 Plus. I, now, I saw a number of three to one ratio, but I, I haven't seen a confirmation of that. Okay, so it would be maybe 3 million or something like that. Yeah. Regardless here, Apple's statement points to rigorous testing and using reinforcements at critical corners to make it stronger. It's not as if they're just making this all aluminum and isn't that really weak. We also have to realize, too, the cars are made of aluminum. You know, we have a lot of new cars now. More and more models are being made of aluminum to save weight. But they also have to be of a material that's pretty strong. So it doesn't close up like an accordion at the slightest crash. Now, Apple's statement is that they use steel titanium inserts to reinforce stress locations. I hadn't read that. I hadn't, I hadn't read about the steel titanium. Um, I'm not surprised. Um, I've handled an iPhone 6 extensively. I have a case. 
uh, that's a little bit hard to get out of. And uh, my iPhone 6 hasn't even begun to buckle or bend. So um, um, it's, 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 it's kind of a circus. Um, it, it's, it's, a way, it's, it's a new way to get page views, I think, and to agitate people. Um, not, that, not that you can't bend it if you put a 6 in your back pocket and sit down abruptly. Uh, you can and, and that brings up the issue of, you know, reasonable care of an expensive device. You know, if you, if you sit down in, the, in your car where the, where the dashboard is, the plastic that covers the speedometer and the gas gauge, and you push on that plastic sufficiently, it will buckle and break too. So, you know, or as you mentioned with cars, you know, you have some parts of modern cars are made of aluminum. And if you push hard enough on some cars, you can get the, the sheet metal to buckle. So what's new? I mean, I'm not, I'm not really alarmed. It's interesting how this video went up so strategically. You know, it seems to happen on the same day that Apple puts out this 8.0.1 update for iOS 8 that's buggy. That causes carrier failures and touch ID failures for an iPhone 6 and iPhone 6 Plus, which they withdrew in about an hour and 15 minutes. And so by the time you hear this, it may be at 8.0.2 update. Okay, they screwed up. As soon as they realized it, they pulled back the update. This here, this bend gate phenomenon, they responded by the next day. But what I do wonder here, when you deal with an issue like this, is it at all possible that the person who posted that video being on a sponsored YouTube channel that depends on targeted ads for revenue, that this person deliberately pulled a stunt here. It wasn't calling Yuri Geller, the guy who bends spoons, the alleged psychic and magician, to bend an iPhone. It was applying extraordinary pressure to make this happen and then pretend it's just a casual thing. So was well, it done deliberately to get those hits or was it a put-up job with somebody yeah. else pushing for it to happen? I don't know. I don't have any information on that. Uh, I tend to stick to Occam's razor and assume the simplest idea, and that is once somebody discovered that this rather large, thin phone could bend, that they decided to push it further. You know, the guy had an iPhone 6 ready to give away, so it looks like he was you know, at a site that had plenty of phones uh, at their disposal. And it wasn't like it was some guy who only had one phone and he was ready to destroy his own phone. So um, it, it looked to me like it was a reasonable test. But, you know, just about anything that you, you try that with, I mean, you know, pick up your favorite uh, calculator and start stressing it. Or, or take one of those portable pocket uh, disk drives, a USB drive, you know, and, and have it spinning and running and start bending it and see what happens to the disk drive, <laughs> your data. Um, if you dare, if you dare. Yeah. Sure. Now, I have a little statement that Apple made here. Let me read to you, okay? This is a real statement. This explains more about what I was talking about. Our iPhones are designed, engineered, and manufactured to be both beautiful and sturdy. iPhone 6 and iPhone 6 Plus feature a precision-engineered unibody enclosure constructed from matching a custom-grade 
of 6,000 series anodized aluminum, which is tempered for extra strength. They also feature stainless steel and titanium inserts to reinforce high-stress locations and use the strongest glass in the smartphone industry. We chose these high-quality materials and construction very carefully for their strength and durability. We also perform rigorous tests throughout the entire development cycle, including three-point bending pressure, point cycling, sit, torsion, and user studies. iPhone 6 and iPhone 6 Plus meet or exceed all of our high-quality standards to endure everyday, real-life use. Says Apple. Okay. More to come with John Martellaro of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. from the shackles of corporate America. We're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. At 30dayfoodsupply.com, you can now purchase a -a one-of-a-kind product not available anywhere else. A meatless burger dry mix in four delicious flavors. With our new Oregon Trail Foods vegan burgers, all you do is add water and fry. They need no refrigeration. They're packaged in Mylar bags with an oxygen absorber for a long shelf life. They're non-GMO. They're gluten, soy, nut, and chemical free, but they're loaded with flavor. And a good source of carbs and protein, yet low in sodium. Flavors include Italian, spicy Mexican, six vegetable, and black bean olive. Go to 30dayfoodsupply.com or call 541-229-0010 and order today. Eat them every day, take them camping, or save them for an emergency. Check them out at 30dayfoodsupply.com and click on the vegan burger icon. That's 30dayfoodsupply.com, where all of our products are produced in Oregon by Oregon Trail Foods, 30dayfoodsupply.com. Ouch! My back is out again. Hi, Dr. Ortman with Wellspring Spinal Care. If you're experiencing neck, mid, or lower back pain, this information is for you. One of the complaints that I hear is patients receive their typical adjustment, only having to repeat them as the pain returns. Putting the bones back in place is only half of the battle. At Wellspring Spinal Care, we have the entire solution. We use the NUCA approach, utilizing three-dimensional x-rays and gentle touch technology to deliver specific correction. We then design 
design a custom nutritional supplement program which provides essential nutrients targeting the areas of concern. With a NUCA approach and proper nutrition, you'll be on your way to a faster and more permanent recovery. To get you on the road to wellness, visit DrOrtman.com. That's Dr. O-R-T-M-A-N.com. Or call us today, 952-303-9124. That's 952-303-9124. Wellspring Spinal Care, chiropractic done right. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595. That's 1-888-912-1595. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. So to kind of sum it up, I read the statement from Apple about their incredible development process where they test everything and where they're using the best quality steel and reinforcements and everything like that. John Martellaro, does that pretty well end the story of Ben Gate. Yeah, I think it does. Because, you know, you pick up any Samsung phone and bend it hard enough, it's going to break. Glass is going to crack. It's going to stop working. So this is just an industry issue. I mean, all these phones use the best current manufacturing techniques and technology. They're all trying to be look swoopy and thin and light. And you grab any phone and start bending it hard enough, something bad's going to happen. So I think it's going to blow over. I think so, too. And I think the important thing here is that Apple has learned from previous problems. If you don't get out in front of the problem right away, it kind of gets away from you. And this is the way to get control of the message. This way, if more people are complaining about bent iPhones, well, people might look at this more suspiciously. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the uh, the iOS 8.0.1 issue is much bigger. I mean, that's something Apple had control over. There's no excuse for issuing an update that kills your service. Boy, was that a snafu. Uh, I can't believe Apple released that 8.0.1 update. Our One of our editors had a real hassle with that and could not do what he wanted to do, couldn't do a restore properly, had to jump through hoops to get back to 8.0. Uh, a lot of his apps are not yet installed. It was a real mess. He was pissed. Now, I installed it on 5S, iPhone 5C and iPhone 5S. No problem. Of course, they are no, not. No, 5s are not subject to it. That's right. It's just the 6 and the 6 Plus. And the only thing that might be involved here is maybe there was some auxiliary or carrier file that was attached to the update and wasn't applied properly. And at the last minute, they pushed it through 
Or somebody there is going to hear from Tim Cook and be looking for a new job next week. Oh, I think so. Uh, you mentioned Johnny Evans a little while ago. He published an article um, earlier in the week about uh, heads will roll. Yes, that's what we were talking about. Yes, somebody out there is going to really suffer for this because even though probably the number of people who were impacted wasn't that high, the fact that you have to go through hoops to restore your iPhone 6 or iPhone 6 Plus, it means a lot of misery for some people. And I gather they're taking a couple of extra days to test the update again to make sure that whatever happened doesn't happen again. But then you can't expect perfection. Things always go wrong at the last minute, and Apple is not the only well, company to pull an update. Yeah, but we kind of expect things to go better with Apple, and it's it's been kind of a rough week. We've got the, uh, the Bash snafu, the, the Bash shell security problem, and it's, it remains to be seen how quickly Apple responds. Uh, you've got the iOS 8.01. You've got uh, the Bengate. Uh, you've got people who were up uh, at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning on the 12th of September and never could contact the Apple store and, and uh, never were able to order their phone, uh, even though they got up at 2 in the morning to do it. Uh, it's been kind of a rough uh, ride with Apple lately, and we'd like things to settle down, <laughs> go better. Let me ask you about that. That was a really serious issue here. We're talking here about the fact that Apple opens early ordering one time. It's not like it's scattered around throughout the world. It is midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern. Is that the same time in Australia, which is, what, 15, 16 hours later? You know, they might have local stores that opened up. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I have to check on that. But uh, I, I didn't see anything about... Um, rolling windows and and certainly for the US it was an issue I'd like to see a rolling window in the United States where Apple partitions its its supplies and and does it at a reasonable time in the in the afternoon why is Apple forcing people to in the US to to be up at midnight or 1 a.m. to do this I never was able to connect to the Apple online store on a Mac uh, I kept getting that uh, that nice, friendly message. We'll be right back. Um, all of us at, at Mac Observer found out, I think most of us, that you had to use the Apple Store app on an iPad in order to get in and successful place an order. I think all of us who bought phones that night used the uh, iPad app. Not the phone app, Jeff. Uh, our managing editor wasn't able to use the app on his phone, but he was able to get through on the iPad Air. Same here with me. That's just crazy. I mean, you tell people, you know, you stay up till midnight, 1, 2, 3 a.m. People eagerly do that, and they sit there, and they, re and they you know, reload and reload and reload, and they can never access the store. It's this is crazy. nothing new. This is nothing new. This happens every year, the last few years. You try to get online. When the pre-ordering time opens and Apple's servers are slammed, the ordering systems for the wireless carriers are slammed, only a small number of people actually get through. The rest mm -hmm. suddenly yep. find that yep. their device won't ship for two weeks. Now, let me give you one mm -hmm. example I know about for the ordering process. Someone I know ordered the iPhone the next day. They didn't care that if it comes in October or November. They ordered an iPhone 6. 
And they were told when they placed the order from the Apple store that it would ship in seven to 10 business days. And I assume from the 19th, which is the way they count it. And therefore it would arrive sometime by the first week of October. Okay. Okay. It was shipped out Monday, the 23rd. And as of the time you hear the show, it will be in the hands of that new customer because it will arrive on the 26th of September. So basically, Apple shipped that device a week earlier than expected. Well, Apple does have a, a, a habit of uh, under-promising and over-delivering. Um, my own rant is that uh, I was up at one in, one, 101 in the morning on that Friday the, the 12th, and I tried to order a 64 gig uh, 6. No way, no how, couldn't do it. Spun my gears for a while, reloaded, clicked, tried to get 64 gig. It said not available, not available. So I clicked on 128 and it said, oh, sure, you can have one of those. So knowing that I was going to need one early to do uh, case reviews, I went ahead and got the 128. Later, about maybe 15 minutes later, Jeff, our managing editor, clicked on 64. Bingo, he got one. Um, the... Uh, uh, one of the members of the uh, Macintech users group here in, in the Denver area waited until Friday afternoon and was successful in ordering a 64 gig six. And so, you know, you kind of wonder what's going on with the ordering system. Uh, there's all these odd irregularities, things like what you just mentioned. Uh, it seems like it's, it's very confusing. It's a mess. It's frustrating. Um, of course, the good news is is that nobody stays up late to buy uh, a Samsung phone, I guess. <laughs> nobody loses any sleep. <laughs> and nobody cares about bending a Samsung phone. Remember, a Samsung phone is made of very thin plastic. So I bet it is supremely bendable. But nobody sure. cares. Nobody's going to bother. Sure. Well, I think what happens is, is that there are people who profit from agitating initially. And... Um, and so there's a there's a period of initial agitation, then there's a period of testing and sanity that occurs, and then there's a period of Apple opening up and providing more information, and then people who uh, have access to that information and don't have an axe to grind against Apple start putting the information out there, and then you get a counterbalance, and then, then the smoke clears. So that's, that's, that's sort of the cycle we go through. Well, okay, so what's the solution? You're rolling out the ordering times by country handling your yeah, supplies I mean, proportionately to those particular parts of the world give everybody a fair chance because I think that's part of the problem here a lot yeah. of people did not have a fair chance exactly exactly I mean there, Apple if you asked Apple uh, executives they would tell you that there's certain issues with uh, rolling windows and with the database and and product availability and things like that. But I still think that there's things that they could do. Um, there, there might be a, a window opening up where you, like uh, WWDC, where you say, I want to order a phone. You sort of put your hat in the ring. And uh, Apple has a week to digest the situation. And then when you log on, uh, it says, okay, you put a pre-order in. Do you want to fulfill that order? You just click yes. Boom, it's done. You could do something like that, maybe. Maybe. I'm, I don't know for sure, but I'd like to see more imagination in the process. 
Apple's early ordering system is flawed. John Martellaro of the Mac Observer is here. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. UnseenNow.com, proud sponsor of GCN. Unseen Now's unparalleled encryption tools keep your communications secure. GCN. Good people need help. The Homeowners Association said we had weeds and fined us $25. We told them they had the wrong house. They said if we didn't pay it, they'd file a lien. Our attorney demanded photographs, witnesses, and told them if they couldn't provide this, they must cease and desist. Issue solved. Worry less and live more with LSProtection.com. That's LSProtection.com or call 855-340-SAVE. That's 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, then carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800 800- Question. Could too many GMO foods and toxins be overloading your digestive and immune systems? Answer, yes. If you're searching for a powerful detox that's gentle enough to use every day, use Pro-EM1 from Terraganics. Pro-EM1 is a powerful liquid probiotic that uses good bacteria to suppress pathogens and gently eliminate toxins from your body. A healthy digestive system will cleanse and remove toxins, support weight loss, improve absorption of food nutrients, and aid in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM1 is made with only non-GMO and certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is dairy, soy, wheat, and gluten-free. Pro-EM1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com. Or call toll-free, 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro EM1 from Terraganics. Life's getting better. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, so far, we've talked about the flaws with Apple. The early ordering system is messed up. At least Apple often delivers ahead of schedule, so I guess that's compensation. That the 8.0.1 iOS 8 update was highly flawed, especially on the iPhone 6 and iPhone 6 Plus, and that maybe heads will roll as our previous person on the show, Johnny Evans, at Computer World, explained. But now you have a review here of an iPhone 6 plus case iphone 6 it's an iphone 6 case do they make one for the iphone 6 plus are you talking about the outer box defender yes yes they do and i shudder to think how big it would be (laughs) um this this defender has had to grow uh from the 3.5 to the 4 and now the 4.7 inch screen and in the review um and in an article i posted uh, earlier today i point out that you know, the, the OtterBox Defender on an iPhone 4S 
was a fairly modest affair. It was perhaps, you know, four and a half inches long and weighed a few ounces and they gave you really good protection. But when I put, and this is a fine case, by the way, and I gave it a great review, four out of five. So let's be clear about that. But part of the process of doing the review is to assess the change in the technology and the impact of the growth of the phone. There's a lot of plastic here. It weighs four and a half ounces. The phone weighs four and a half ounces. So you have nine ounces. The whole apparatus is six inches long. When I put it on my waist, uh, my wife looked at it and she said, boy, John, that's really super nerdy. Are you going to go out in public looking like that? You know, you got you got a big chunk hanging on your waist. And of course, we talked in the previous segment about what happens when you put these large phones in your uh, in your back pocket. Um, so, you know, it's it's we need we need big displays. Uh, the time uh, for the small phones is over. You know, when Steve Jobs first talked about how he wanted to have a small phone with a three and a half inch display to fit nicely in his dress shirt pocket. Uh, I remember having, I've, I've had every phone since day one. I mean, I stood in line for an iPhone the day it came out. And uh, I remember sitting in restaurants uh, on the edge network. Remember that? With an iPhone 1.0. And it was really, really slow. You could hardly do anything. You could do some text messages and a little bit of email, but you really couldn't do much on the internet uh, with the edge network. Now we've got LTE. That's fast. We have maps and Netflix and all these things we want to do on our phones. So we have to have the big displays. And so we have to start dealing with you know how we handle these phones and how we treat them. Uh, so that's a problem. And of course, this out-of-box defender you know, is designed to provide excellent protection. And for example, in construction areas or military or uh, in hospitals or um, uh, other, you know, hostile environments. Um, so, or, you know, airline baggage handlers or, you know, things like that. So you want to have a really good protection on this phone. It's got a plastic uh, cover that protects the, the face of the iPhone's glass. But by the time you end up providing that awesome protection, which you must, you know, really need it if you buy that, you've got a sizable piece of equipment there and it's it's pretty big. So that it's it's becoming an issue and I wrote an editorial earlier this afternoon. I wrote an editorial earlier in the week about how we have to learn how to deal with these phones and where where we can put them, purses, back pockets, shoulder holsters, uh, fanny packs, <laughs> cargo pants, suit coat pockets. <laughs> Everybody has their own favorite method, but there's no doubt that it's a, it's a stressful thing. Uh, the science fiction dream, of course, I know a subject dear to your heart, is to have the, the classic uh, continuum uh, brand, you know, with Rachel Nichols' continuum uh, and Earth Final Conflict, perhaps something either folds or something that uh, wraps around your wrist. It's curved. And you can uh, touch it with one hand while it's wrapped around your wrist on the other hand. If you wear a smartphone on your wrist and it's curved and soft and and easy to touch, um, you're not going to lose it. You're not going to drop it. Uh, you're not going to sit on it. Um, it seems like the holy grail is to have something that wraps around your wrist and, and looks good and isn't annoying. Well, I mean, we're going to wear an Apple Watch and that thing looks pretty chunky and pretty heavy. Um so I'm dreaming of the day when we have a better method. Um, so 
something curvy and cool on my wrist that won't uh, irritate my skin and is fairly light and has a great display and better voice input. So that's that's my dream. Will your dream be fulfilled? <laughs> I hope so. If anybody can do it, Apple can. Well, I would go with that. So you're ready to buy an Apple Watch? Oh, well, you know, in my line of work, you just have to have one. And if you're going to have, if you're going to write about this stuff, you got to have one. I probably can't afford uh, the one with the sapphire crystal. So I'll probably get the sport one with the uh, uh, INX glass and the aluminum frame for $349. And um, uh, Brian Chaffin and I were talking about that a while back. You know, we, we haven't thought much about battery life. Uh, we haven't thought much about the uh, iWatch becoming obsolete. I mean, it's not even out yet, so we're really excited about getting one. But then what happens is you buy one, and then a year, 18 months later, Apple comes out one with one that's thinner and cooler and fixes all the problems. You know, and you maybe, maybe you spent $500 on one with a sapphire crystal. I'm hoping it's that cheap. And then you're faced with a situation of, uh, you know, upgrading. So that's going to be an interesting process. Typically, when you buy a wristwatch, because it's mechanical, and in some respects, I mean, you know, you have a battery and an oscillating quartz crystal, and you have moving hands, you buy one of these really nice Victory Knox or, or Tag Heuer or Rolex watches, it's a family heirloom. You can expect to own it and use it for, you know, 20 or 30 years. What's going to happen when you spend seven ninety five on one of these Apple watches? And then in a year, 18 months, Apple comes out with something that's a whole lot cooler and thinner and lighter and easier. And you're going to go, oh, well, I'm going to have to sell this to somebody. So I think it's going to be subject to the same technology growth curve that all our other cool stuff uh, is subject to these days. And I haven't seen anybody talking about that because we're just so eagerly waiting for the 1.0 version. <laughs> we don't even want to think about 2017 or 18. Well, again, this is where the replacement cycle is apt to be a lot longer than it is, say, with an iPhone. And this is the issue, of course, with the iPad that we've talked about before, that people will buy an iPad and they don't trade it every year or two. They might hand it down right. to a relative or someone, but usually they'll buy one and keep it three or four years. Yeah. I mean, is it, is it in Apple's interest because it's designed as jewelry and because Apple wants to be a top tier brand? Is it in Apple's interest to make this watch something that we hold on to longer? Does Apple think that, you know, they'd like it to be like an iPhone where we buy a new Apple watch every year and we hand it down or put it on eBay or something like that? I'm not sure what they're thinking, but my, my guess is they want this to be a premium, high quality jewelry type watch that you'll you know use and treasure for years but that doesn't really fit in with the modern business model of built-in obsolescence does it so i don't know i'll just see how that goes the question here that apple probably won't know at the beginning is the replacement cycle number one and how many people are willing to pay 349 dollars plus and maybe a huge plus to buy one of these things whereas the audience are obviously pushing the fashion market heavily well, I sent out a tweet a couple of weeks ago, and I said the only measure of success for this uh, Apple Watch is, do you want one? Do you lust for it? Do you covet it? You know, if Apple succeeds in making it so cool that you want one, then that's all they need to do. Comparison charts will kind of fall by the wayside because, you know, who wants to wear uh, Samsung gear, you know? <laughs> we all want the Apple Watch. We know we want it. That's all that it, that's all that it matters. 
Well, we know, for example, that they're not selling too many of these other smartwatches. And those who are skeptical of Apple are basically using the criteria and the experience of all these other products to determine how successful Apple will be and how did that work with the iPod, do we all remember. We have John Martellaro of the Mac Observer. We've got a lot more to come because I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. On the average, Americans work between 45 to 50 years hoping to build up enough wealth to retire and live out their golden years. Unfortunately, with taxation, the rising cost of food, energy, housing, and medical, many retirees are forced to live below the poverty line. Is this a flaw free enterprise, or is our monetary unit we call the Federal Reserve Note forcing us into perpetual debt, ensuring inflation and higher taxes? These questions and more can be answered by reading G. Edward Griffin's book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Congressman Ron Paul states it's what every American needs to know about central bank power. A gripping adventure into the secret world of international banking cartel. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I will give a silver dollar from the early 1900s to anyone who purchases this book. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order a copy today. It's critical that the public be made aware of the system. Call and order your copy today at 1-800-686-2237. That's 1-800-686-2237. Question. Could too many GMO foods and toxins be overloading your digestive and immune systems? Answer, yes. If you're searching for a powerful detox that's gentle enough to use every day, use Pro-EM-1 from Terraganics. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic that uses good bacteria to suppress pathogens and gently eliminate toxins from your body. A healthy digestive system will cleanse and remove toxins, support weight loss, improve absorption of food nutrients, and aid in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM-1 is made with only non-GMO and certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is dairy, soy, wheat, and gluten-free. Pro-EM-1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com. Or call toll-free, 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro-EM-1 from Terraganics. Life's getting better. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. 
That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595. That's 1-888-912-1595. 1-888-912-1595. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. This is the Tech Night Owl Live. John Martellaro is here. Earlier we had Johnny Evans. Speaking of John's, Johnny Evans, who writes Apple Holic column for Computer World, which is like Macworld magazine, uh, no longer available in a print version. Just before we get to other subjects, do you have any comments to make, John, about the fact that print dying faster than we might have expected? And now we have, for example, the problem with Macworld magazine no longer being print. Well, I think the handwriting was on the wall. You know, I'm, I'm, I've got some moderate acquaintances there. I mean, I've met Chris Breen, and we know each other. I'm, I'm not really close to any of those guys, but I do feel really for them, you know, losing their jobs. But, uh, and it's amazing that Macworld magazine um, lasted so long. Personally, I, I gave up my subscription a few years ago because I found that when it came in the mailbox, I was reading stuff that they had written about and I had written about on our websites, respectively, you know, 30 days before. And, and so, you know, it, it's it's not really timely. Craig Ferguson makes a joke about uh, newspapers running joke. Uh, you know, he says, you know what newspapers are. They're, they're, they're blogs that are printed on paper and mailed to you. You know, <laughs> so. Times have changed, and I wish those guys great luck. And they're so talented, I'm sure they'll move on and have continued great success and glorious careers. Because all those, I, I follow those guys and I read their stuff, and they're all brilliant writers and very tech savvy. So they'll, they'll do fine. But I, th- I think it's just a sign of the times. What's interesting is is that given uh, this movement over to the uh, the internet uh, for magazines. It's amazing to me how bad magazines are on the iPad four years after the iPad shipped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I've been following this. Kelly Gumont and I at the Mac Observer are sort of co-conspirators in, in, in following this industry. And we've I published an article about a month ago uh, with Jamie Smith from uh, WordType and... Uh, uh, it, it's lamentable 
how difficult it is for publishers to have a great cross-platform solution. You know, the news came out earlier in the week that uh, Apple had published, had purchased this organization called Press. But the problem there is it's iPad only. And, and Mr. Smith told me that a lot of his readers are on phones. They're in doctor's offices and post office lines and, you know, waiting. And um, they, they pull up a magazine on their iPhone. And with bigger displays, you know, we got a more, we got an enablement there. Uh, so press is only for iPad and it's not cross-platform. So you can imagine a publisher saying, well, hey, Apple's got this great solution and maybe they're trying to take the bull by the horns and and we've got this excellent platform for um, putting the magazine on the uh, iPad. And then Apple says, uh, yep, well, you know, it's iPad only. And the publisher goes, oh, we've got a whole bunch of people out there with Android devices. We want to reach out to them too. We need circulation numbers. So I was kind of dismayed to find out um, that Apple hasn't really solved the problem. Um, and I kind of wonder why. I mean, if you've got an iPad and it's great selling and you want it to be successful and you want it to be head and shoulders above everybody else, then you should just you know go ahead and build a print. Well, and maybe Apple's planning on making press cross-platform. I don't know. Maybe they've got some engineering plans. but. Apple kind of is still kind of Apple centric. And there's some areas where you need to be cross platform. I mean, you were talking about the iPod earlier, the iPod with a firewire connector didn't really take off. Did it until Apple started shipping iPods with USB ports and had iTunes for PCs. And then it exploded. I have this fantasy that Apple will think the same way about magazines and develop a system so that you know, their iPad boat gets floated by the entire magazine industry. It's, there's, no, there's no point in trying to drag people over just to the iPad. Somebody might have an iPad and they might have a Samsung Galaxy Note 4 or 3 or 4. Well, nobody's shipping perfect. in October. Yeah, and they might want to they might want to subscribe to the magazine on their iPad and then they might be out and about with their Galaxy Note and they want to read continue reading their magazine there. Um this is the way customers think and the way they work and I I think you you got to make a concession to that. And if you want to make your product great, you got to help everybody be great or otherwise there's just fragmentation and frustration and nobody gets anywhere. Now this is something that you weren't prepared for it, but it came over the news wires. Now, we all heard that Tim Hook said that the information on your iPhone is encrypted and they can't. Therefore, law enforcement officers can't get that data. OK, I saw that. I yes. Saw that. So now it's a statement from the director of the FBI, James Comey. Yep. And he says as follows. I like and believe very much that we should have to obtain a warrant from an independent judge to be able to take the content of anyone's closet or their smartphone. The notion that someone would market a closet that could never be opened, even if it involves a case involving a child kidnapper and a court order, to me does not make any sense. So he doesn't like what Apple and also what apparently Google is doing. Well, when you've got... An agenda, and I don't, I don't mean agenda in the bad sense, but when, I mean, when you have a job to do, um, you can always couch the argument in your favor. But the way I look at it is that government agencies were going at Microsoft and Google and Apple and asking for this information. And, and as we know, uh, through June and July, uh, these 
large technology companies were sort of embarrassed because they had to admit to their customers, yeah, we, um, we want to sell you our wonderful products and we, we want to we want to focus on your security and your privacy, but oh, guess what? If the government comes to us behind the scenes, we're going to spill guts on you. And so these, these large companies gave some pushback to the federal government and say, Hey, look, you know, we're, we're, it's difficult to sell our products overseas. People don't trust us anymore. Um, the governments are accusing us of, of having back doors and they won't, they won't buy our products. What are we going to do about that? So Apple kind of took the bull by the horns and said, well, okay, we're going to put these, uh, we're, we're not going to have control over these devices. If the user wants to encrypt his data, then the user encrypts it. And if that's the way to, to, to market your products with a focus on taking care of your customers and, and product security and privacy. And if the federal government doesn't like that, that's, well, they should figure out you know, who they want to go after and get warrants and, and take it on an individual basis. But they shouldn't just feel like it's their privilege and right to go back behind the scenes and go come in through the back door and, and make these companies look bad. So that's the way I kind of look at it. And I think Apple's taken a reasonable approach. And I think Microsoft is, is taking a similar approach. And it's this sort of the ebb and flow of technology. And I think I, I admire Apple for doing the right thing. And um, there's nothing the FBI can do about it, as well, far as I can see. Okay. There's nothing the FBI can do about it right now. John Martellaro of the Mac Observer joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Independently leading the way for the nation, compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. 
With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE, 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. At 30dayfoodsupply.com, you can now purchase a one-of-a-kind product not available anywhere else. A meatless burger dry mix in four delicious flavors. With our new Oregon Trail Foods vegan burgers, all you do is add water and fry. They need no refrigeration. They're packaged in Mylar bags with an oxygen absorber for a long shelf life. They're non-GMO. They're gluten, soy, nut, and chemical-free, but they're loaded with flavor. And a good source of carbs and protein, yet low in sodium. Flavors include Italian, spicy Mexican, six vegetable and black bean olive go to 30dayfoodsupply.com or call 541-229-0010 and order today eat them every day take them camping or save them for an emergency check them out at 30dayfoodsupply.com and click on the vegan burger icon that's 30dayfoodsupply.com where all of our products are produced in oregon by oregon trail foods 30dayfoodsupply.com Have you heard? Proactive Plus is faster and better than ever. Stay tuned for a million bottle giveaway and you'll also receive free shipping. Do you have troubled skin? Acne? Well, we have great news. With Proactive Plus, your acne can heal and you can help prevent new breakouts from happening. Don't miss this limited time offer. Give us a call at 800-538-5252 because we're going to let a million people try Proactive Plus risk-free and get two free gifts and also receive free shipping when you call right now. You heard it. This offer won't last long. So call Proactive Plus now and you'll receive a 60-day risk-free trial of Proactive Plus, two free extras, and free shipping. Call 800-538-5252. This is our exclusive radio offer, never on TV. Get your risk-free 60-day trial of Proactive Plus with free shipping. That's right, free shipping. Don't wait. Call 800-538-5252. That's 800-538-5252. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. With John Martellaro of the Mac Observer, I'm Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Out Live. And we see here the FBI is none too pleased by the ability of an iPhone or iDevice like an iPad to be fully encrypted. So you can't get the data even if you get the court order. I guess the FBI can't do anything about that, right, John? Or can they go after Apple and demand they do something? Well... There, my understanding is, is that there's various levels of of uh, security and encryption on these phones. I mean, if you, if you if you, for example, have a, a local police department in a small town, they they don't have the technology that necessary to to break into an encrypted phone. But as you work your way up in government levels, you know you have the FBI and then you have the NSA, and they've got powerful tools. So. I think there's some stuff going on behind the scenes where, you know, it would be nice uh, if a local police department or a local small FBI office was able to do it. It's kind of a pain to, you know, have to go to the higher and higher levels. 
to break your way into the phone of uh, somebody who's a criminal or about to commit a criminal act. So it makes it a little, it makes it a little tougher. But you know, you, there's always this friction and this balance between the, the freedom of the people and privacy of the people, the government's responsibility to act responsibly, the government's desire to enforce the law and prevent you know, crime, uh, terrorist acts before that happens. So there, there is this constant between people's constitutional rights and the government's desire to have it really, really easy versus doing the right thing. And it goes back and forth. And eventually a, a proper balance is found and the courts make decisions about you know, which way the pendulum should flow. And uh, in the end, I think it all works out. Okay, security. Speaking of security, the next topic of discussion is Apple Pay. Now, of course, we've had other efforts to have some kind of online pay system. We, of course, have Google Wallet. This is, of course, over and above PayPal, which I guess is basically an online bank account. You store it there. You get rebates. No longer do you get interest, I don't think. But it links with your bank account. It links with your credit card. But it's not the same thing as having some kind of mobile payment system. We had NFC on Android smartphones, but they weren't integrated with anything. And therefore, they either worked or they didn't. There was no ecosystem. So Apple before putting NFC on the iPhone 6 and iPhone 6 Plus, developed an entire scheme to make this work. John? Well, the, the, the part of the scheme that Apple developed was, uh, you know, the, the authentication token and the, and the encrypted transaction that is very similar, if not the same, as the chips and the, and the new smart credit cards. Um, basically, it's a smart credit card, a chip, a smart credit card without the chip. It's basically the same thing without the chip. Um, and, and that has some advantages too. Uh, but Apple didn't really go it alone. Uh, what Apple did was kind of ride along on the industry, worked with the banks and the credit card companies to, to mimic the same process. So when you go into the point of sale with your, with your chip card, there's a exchange of a token that authenticates itself and says, yeah, this is this is a legitimate card, and then there's a encrypted transaction that ends up being decrypted by the bank, and the bank credits the merchant and debits your card. And the same thing happens with the iPhone. So uh, the iPhone six with the NFC. So so nothing is is really radical by Apple, but the bigger issue is is sort of like the the surface level of it. I mean. Uh, I wrote an article recently where I had this mythical conversation between an iPhone user and a, and a Samsung phone user. And the Samsung phone user says, hey, where you been? We've had NFC and, and, and mobile payments for two years. And the Apple guy says, yeah, we're aware of that, but we didn't trust it. And I think that's the key here. Now, we know that Apple does its homework. We know that Apple is an expert on, on security. Um, they have touted uh, privacy. That's their business angle. Uh, they, they think, they think the process through, they've got a special hardware in the phone for storing your transactions. Now, Apple's worked really hard on making this thing both trustworthy and compatible. And, and so what, what matters is this, the surface level understanding of the customer technology. You can build comparison charts and check the boxes and everything, but a lot of this stuff is very emotional. 
And, and people kind of sit back and they say, well, I don't understand NFC and I don't understand encryption technology and I don't understand authentication tokens and I don't really know how the chip in my credit card works. But what I know is that it's secure and I trust the company. And, and Apple is an expert at that. So, yeah, well, the Android people might be whining that, you know, they've had this for a couple of years. You know, as you said, Gene, it wasn't a, a well thought out integrated system that worked along with the system that's being built by the banks now. Um, it was built there, because it's a PowerPoint demonstration of features. Let's add this feature. Let's add a fingerprint sensor. Let's add this, that, and the other thing. Let's yeah. add tilt to scroll. How well does it work? Silence. There's also this thing about um, the EMV liability shift. The uh, major uh, card issuers in the world are Europay, MasterCard, and Visa. They have gotten together, and they're a bit tired of this uh, uh, credit card fraud at the point-of-sales devices, um, where the magnetic strip uh, at the point-of-sale device is not really uh, very robust and secure. And we've had some really bad uh, hacks from uh, with Target and uh, and Home Depot and some others, our credit card technology is way behind. And what happened was, is that the credit card companies for years were able to absorb the losses in the name of customer convenience, but it's no longer, the losses are mounting. The estimate is, is that the credit card companies will spend $12 billion in 2016, making up for fraud and losses. And that's a lot of money to throw away. So they've got this initiative going called the EMV initiative, and it goes into effect in October 2015. And what it says is, is that there's a liability shift. If you're a merchant or a bank and you're not issuing these cards with the, with the smart chips and, and you're not putting the point of sale devices out there that can take them, and you continue to accept a magnetic card, then the liability is on you not on us. And so don't expect us to cover it. So say, for example, some medium merchant like, oh, you know, like a medium-sized company, uh, The Gap, uh, decides, no, it's too expensive to put these new point-of-sale ter terminals in. And somebody hacks uh, their, their terminals and it amounts to, you know, 20 million people and $100 million. After October 15th, the credit card issuers, Visa, MasterCard, and Europe are going to say, liabilities on you. You didn't install the technology. So there's a lot of technical um, stick here along with the carrot to, um, to move the technology along. And Apple's just riding along with that wave and getting their ducks in a row. So plastic credit cards with magnetic strips are on the way out. And it's better to have a phone that can do it uh, authorized with your fingerprint uh, than to be, uh, you know, hovering over one of these point of sale scanners and trying to enter a pin. I like that idea a lot. Just touch it with your fingerprint. Transactions done. Nobody can intercept it. The NFC range is a few centimeters, so there's no man in the middle. Uh, way to intercept the signal. Uh, when you touch your finger to the phone, there's no way to use an infrared camera to look at um, what numbers you just pressed. It's going to be a very nice thing. And I think it's it, what it means is, is that this is going to be a technology that that's going to succeed because of the EMV initiative, the liability shift, the need for this kind of security and technology, because Apple has such a great reputation for thinking it all through. They've been building this through the years with the fingerprint recognition. You can see how, you know, Touch ID and the secure enclave and all the 
focus on Apple security has been building up to this point. And, and finally, it, 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 when you when you have that kind of infrastructure, you can do things that other companies can't. And that's why I think uh, Apple Pay is going to succeed. We have John Martellaro of the Mac Observer for one more segment. We'll continue to explore the implications of Apple Pay and other stuff. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. The nation's largest independently owned and operated talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Is your money manager giving you safety and security? Wouldn't you like to make your money work harder for you? Then you should consider joining PhilzGang.com, where thousands of individual investors have successfully profited. This year, I'm up 60% on my portfolio. Following your system has been fantastic. I've been with you for about a month and a half now, and I'm already up 7%. I've been in the business for a long time, and you're really one of the best I've ever heard. Well, I just want to let you know how great, what a great teacher you are. For over a decade, Philsgang.com's Phil Grandy and Donald Cogswell have been teaching, coaching, and investing right along with all Phil's Gang members. I want to thank Donnie for market wrap. I bought 2,500 shares of AUI and sold it this morning at $820 profit. Why not join thousands of satisfied Phil's Gang customers today? Go to philsgang.com, philsgang.com, or call 877-600-4264. That's 877-600-4264. Call today. September is National Preparedness Month, so make it a September to remember by getting your emergency food supply from the Freeze-Dry Guy. On sale this month, our 2014 Stew Butter and Potatoes Unit. You'll get one number 10 can each of high-quality Mountain House Chicken Stew, vegetable stew with beef, pilot crackers, plus the highest-quality dehydrated ABC stew, butter and potatoes for a total of 160 one-half cup servings. Retail value $161.41, but not this month. The Freeze-Dry Guy offers the 2014 Stew Butter and Potatoes Unit for only $123. 93 save over $37 plenty of protein veggies carbs for energy and tasty hearty storable food with a shelf life of over 25 years call 866-404-3663 free shipping to the lower 48 states click freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663 that's freezedryguy.com hurry the national preparedness month sale and september 30th from the freeze dry guy the finest freeze dried and dehydrated foods available anywhere for long-term storage 
The Genesis Communications Network is one of America's premier broadcasters of captivating talk radio. We thank you for listening. Now, Now, just imagine there are thousands of people who are just as passionate about radio as you are. But what you may not realize is how easy and affordable it is to advertise with us. Radio commercials for your business could be heard on hundreds of radio stations across the U.S. every day. We can help you by creating an effective radio advertising campaign for your company. From script writing to producing your commercial, just like the one you're listening to right now. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. We have John Martellero of the Mac Observer at MacObserver.com. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. So I have Apple Pay, Apple creating this elaborate ecosystem. But certainly, I would assume the banks, the credit card issuers, MasterCard, Visa, American Express, and the retailers hope that it will expand beyond Apple and that other smartphone makers would use it too, wouldn't they? Um, I, I would think so. I would think they would eventually uh, fall into the system they want to be compatible to. The question is, how good is the fingerprint recognition on other smartphones? How secure is it? Um, have uh, Are you riding along on an Android operating system that hasn't been updated, that's too old, that doesn't have the best technology, that is too open? People can encrypt the data on their phones, um, but a lot of people don't know how to do it on an Android phone. And so there's data floating around on their phone that isn't encrypted. So um, in principle, uh, what you would have to do is you would have to th- think through the security issues and the hardware issues as as well as Apple has. And as we all know, it's an Android interest to be you know, a little more open and freewheeling and uh, anybody can you know, take the Android system and fork it off and do what they want to do. And so you have some fragmentation, you, know, you have Fire OS and, and other variants of Android. So, you know, it's, it's very helpful for Apple to have sort of control over the hardware and they manufacture the chips, they build the phones, they build the operating system. They're very well integrated. I, I think there'll be a conspicuous effort to make it look like um, these other smartphones can uh, do what Apple's doing with Apple Pay. But when we finally get down to the details, uh, will it be as secure? Uh, I'm guessing it probably won't be. Well, whatever Apple produces has to be more secure in the current credit card system. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As we talked about in the previous segment, uh, it's it's uh, sort of a sorry situation. And then here we are in 2014, and we're still using credit cards with magnetic strips. One of, one of the things that it shows is, is that you got to get ahead of the game. And the uh, credit card companies realized that it was going to cost billions of dollars to issue new smart cards, that the point-of-sale systems in this country are worth about five or six billion dollars all that all together 
So there's how many 12 million terminals or so that have to be replaced. Uh, and that's a lot of money. And so everybody kind of dragged their feet and said, you know, let's, let's keep it um, convenient for the customers. Let's, let's not spend any money and uh, let's uh, keep it convenient, even though we're uh, spending money on losses. That turned out to be not a great strategy. Um, I admire Apple for tackling some of these things and, and making advanced technology and secure issues easy. Uh, putting good front ends on their VPN and good in, putting good front ends on their phones. Apple's a master of that, of taking complex technology and pushing it forward briskly and yet making the user interface easy. And um, I think that's why the, the credit card companies are very enthusiastic about Apple Pay. They've worked with Apple and, they, and they're and they excited about, about what Apple's doing. And as big as these credit card issuers are, they don't have the technical talent, I don't think, that Apple does to do some of these things. And so it's a, it's a great partnership uh, between them. One of the biggest problems here, of course, is a small business person with this point-of-sale terminal, which will have to be replaced. They're about $450. Okay. So the local dry cleaner, the local restaurant, are they being asked to pay $450 or will their data processing system that they use, First Data or whatever company they're using, will they give them a low-cost upgrade package of some sort? I haven't heard anything about that. From from what I've read, um, the merchants are just going to have to to bite the bullet and buy a new terminal. And this terminal is 450 bucks, and it can accept a smart card or NFC payment. And they can, they can turn the NFC on or off uh, as they see fit. I, th- I think that there's too much public sentiment now against uh, merchants who don't want to go that extra route. Uh, I, I think it's going to be uh, sort of a public meme. You know, you go into your, your local restaurant or your, your favorite shopping store, you know, you look at the terminal and you say, I got a smart card, I want to use it. And they say, oh, well, we're not that advanced yet. People are going to take this really seriously because they've been hearing about all these breaches and they're tired really tired of hearing about how, you know, 25 million credit card numbers have been stolen. This has got to stop. I know several um, several friends who've had their credit cards replaced repeatedly in, in 2014 for some breach or another. And it's just chasing uh, the cat's tail because, you know, you issue another credit card with a different number and, uh, and then it gets compromised. Um, sort of the definition of insanity. So people will, uh, I think, help move this system along and put credit, put pressure on the merchants. And the merchants will feel it. They, they don't want to, especially when they're in competition with somebody down the street because, you know, people have great liberties and they'll let you know at the point of sale that they're, they're just satisfied. So, for example, if Lowe's puts these systems in but Home Depot doesn't, you know, guess what? Uh, Home Lowe's is going to start making a big fuss about it. You know, we, ex- we accept only smart cards. Your credit card number is secure. There's no way that your credit card number is going to be compromised. So come shop with us. Well, and that, right? And it's going to put a lot of pressure on, on the competition. So uh, I think it'll happen pretty fast. We'll have to see how that turnover works. As more and more people use Apple Pay, Apple gets a leg up on it. Makes a little money from the transactions. So 0.15%. Not 15%, but 0.15%, which is 15 cents for every $100. 
So Apple's not trying to be greedy here. It's not like uh, the Apple App Store where they take, what is it, 20%? I forgot. They're taking 0.15%. So they'll make some, some nice money, but they're, they're, they're being very clever about just taking a very small piece of this. They're doing, I gather, just enough to cover their costs. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, what that means is, is that they're going to sell a lot more iPhones. And everybody's going to want an iPhone 6 uh, because it has the NFC uh, chip in it. And it's going to accelerate uh, Apple sales uh, towards the, the latest technology. It's a win-win. Definitely. Definitely. So that's one of the things, of course, that is still being greeted skeptically from the critics of Apple. But we know that's normal. It's not unusual to be skeptical of a new feature, to realize there might be some growing pains early on. And it might take a while for people to decide to give it a trial, especially with all the publicity about credit card break-ins, about entertainers having their iCloud accounts being hacked. People are naturally going to be gun-shy about this, even though it may indeed be that the thing is quite secure. Yeah, yeah. And um, fortunately, um, we've got earlier adopters who, you know, will jump on it and test it. And uh, all the tech writers will give you the ins and outs. And uh, if you come to the the good sites that, that fill you in, like Macworld and Mac Observer and Tidbits and all these other places, uh, you know, you can learn a lot about the technology and get more confidence in it. These difficult security issues and hacks. So what's happening is the bad guys are spending a lot of time learning how to break into your systems. And uh, people who are using these devices aren't spending as much time reading and researching to learn how to protect themselves. So there has to be a little bit more balance there um, in terms of customer education and and reading these technical sites and and getting more confidence in their systems and learning how to use them. John Martellero, where can we find more of your stuff? Uh, You can find me at www.macobserver.com and from time to time at thestreet.com. You can find us on Twitter. We're known as Tech Night Owl. We're Tech Night Owl on Twitter. You can also check out our web portal, technightowl.com, technightowl.com. And we've got another radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night called The Paracast. And this weekend we'll feature special effects artist Mark D'Antonio about real or CGI-based UFO photos at Paracast.com. That's Paracast.com. John Martellaro, thank you for joining us on the show. It was great. See you next time. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.